So the big question is this, how do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. So today is going to be the beginning of this episode. I'm going to extend a little talk on what happened yesterday. So yesterday, if you haven't heard yesterday's episode, definitely go back and listen to that episode 28, I believe. And I talked about not thinking about not wasting your energy on girls that you're not even going to live or like you're not even going to pursue or even girls that you're not even going to be with in two years from now or one year or a week. It doesn't matter. So that same girl, if you remember the situation that happened yesterday, the girl yesterday, she basically set it up to where she would have it start a conversation with me and then I was a little rude and that was bad on my part but I wasn't really that rude I was just chill I don't know it doesn't doesn't really matter and then I thought about it a lot and then I had that whole talk yesterday and to be honest it still popped up in my mind and there were times where I kept thinking about it but I I would always try and bring it back to my goals but I'm still getting better at this today I did a lot better where I would barely think about her and then what happened today was actually crazy so it the first week of gym class everyone just sits on the bleachers just chill because they don't want to start gym until the next week so people can get situated And so I was chilling on the top of the bleacher. I got there like a minute after the bell rings. So I got up there and then I sat down maybe like tense, like two minutes later, she started walking up and then decided to sit like two steps down in front of me. And so I was like, all right, I recognize that girl from yesterday. I got to maintain my composure and So I just started working on my homework from last period. And then she moved up a step. And I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. And then she literally moved up another step, sit right next to me. And I was like, what are you doing? But I didn't, I probably should have started a conversation with her. Um, But I'm not even going to lie. Right when she moved up that step towards me, I I got butterflies in my stomach and blood started rushing places. So I got really excited, but I literally just dove deep into my, my homework and just ignored it, which I, looking back on it, I probably should have started a conversation and just been like, what's up? But it doesn't really, doesn't matter. What's done is done. And also I, didn't really start a conversation with her because she was talking with her friend like the whole time. So she was basically, it wasn't like, I don't even know. 
but that's that's that story i'll let you guys know tomorrow if anything else happens but i doubt it because i'm not going to be being i'm not going to be on the bleachers again tomorrow because my class is doing something different so now i wanted to talk to you guys about transurfing so a maybe like 10 episodes back or four or five i don't even remember how many episodes back five six episodes back i created a episode called transurfing principles and i really to be honest i made that episode because the episode prior i'm pretty sure was so bad that i didn't want to risk like i didn't want to risk going random again and not preparing so i just created a review or the day before i made a review of all the transurfing principles that i had learned in the notebook at that time and then i just taught all of those principles on the podcast on that episode so if you guys haven't heard that episode it's called transurfing principles go back and listen to that but i'm gonna do a part two an ex uh, an extension uh, another episode on basically that same premise but the newer stuff that i've learned so the last time i did the review thing it was on the 9th uh, august 9th was my first review day that i wrote down and it probably wasn't until a couple days after that until i recorded it recorded that episode so it's been about eight days since i have done a review so i've got eight days worth of content that i'm gonna talk to you guys about right now transurfing principles from the book reality transurfing parts one through five by vadim zellen i'm just gonna read through i'm just gonna read the thing that i wrote down and then speak on it the greater an event is valued, the more likely it is to fall through in some way. So that just shows that if you desire something so much, it is, it's probably going to fall through in some way because you're creating so much excess potential. You're basically destroying the balance of things in reality. So if you, because your thoughts can, your thoughts are real and everyone agrees, like thoughts are a thing. So why wouldn't they affect the balance? Like your thoughts are definitely affect, they definitely affect nature, the nature of things. So, excuse me, if you were to desire something so much, then that just basically puts that object or event on a pedestal. And you're basically just increasing its value, but it's in reality, it's not that valuable. And so the world has to maintain balance. And so it will not let you get that object. You always get the things you love to hate. So that is talking about when you hate something and you always think about how much you hate it, you're creating excess potential about hating it so much but then also you're attuning your thought energy to that f 
frequency of that object that you hate so much. And then since your thoughts manifest into reality, you will get that object that you hate so much or event. doesn't matter. Guilt is pure excess potential. So if you think about it, guilt is basically you just saying, I did something wrong and I deserve to be punished. That's basically you saying that. So whenever you feel guilty, you're radiating thought energy towards a punishment down the line in your script. So your script is like what is happening, how things are playing out. So like the words that the actors say in a, in a play is the script. So what's, what events are happening? So if you're radiating thought energy of guilt, that means that you're basically saying, I deserve to be punished. So then the world will give you what you are choosing and it will punish you. And plus guilt just allows manipulators and pendulums to latch onto you and control you. And there's, an, there's many reasons, but guilt, just don't feel guilt or ask for forgiveness, um, pray for forgiveness. Uh, there's some other stuff. What was it? I hate to go back to it, but I think this is really important. Wait, I actually wrote it down. Yeah, that was the next piece. That was actually the next piece that I was going to say. So asking for forgiveness, praying for forgiveness, admitting our mistakes, and confession are all ways of eliminating the excess potential of guilt. So that said, everyone has the right to ask for forgiveness once and only once. Once you ask for forgiveness, just destroy all of your feelings of guilt. Do not feel guilt again. Don't let it come back up. And if someone tries to re reinvigorate that feelings of guilt in you, then just, just stay indifferent to it. Stay empty. No one has the right to judge you and you have the right to be yourself. So that is one thing. People only judge you because you basically judge yourself and give them permission to judge you. It doesn't matter if it's conscious or subconscious, you're choosing that. And when you're yourself, when you choose to be yourself, no one will even think to judge you. And I've actually found this true to be, I've found this to be true over the past couple of years because last year even, last school year, in the beginning of the year, I was just trying to portray a image that wasn't necessarily myself. It was like a version of myself that I wanted people to see. And then this year, now that I'm being true to myself, I've got no one, no one's judging me. Like I don't feel any energy from people. Last year I used to feel like negative feelings or near other people, but now I just feel neutral to everyone that I don't know. So that's that. And I'm not saying that people were judging me. I'm just saying that I was judging myself, which was, yeah. Don't judge your, uh, don't judge yourself and don't judge other people. And also just be yourself because if you're, you have the right to be yourself. And once you become, once you start to be yourself, then no one will even think to judge you. Be happy if money has come to me, but never worry about not having enough money or spending it. 
So that just, that's basically saying that money is not the, it's not something that should be worried about. So money is the pendulum's payment. It's not really what we want. We don't really care about money. It's just the pendulum's way of paying its adherence. I wish I could say more on this topic, but to be honest, I'm just learning about it and I'm still trying to comprehend it. Money is not the goal, nor is it the means to achieving the goal. It is simply an accompanying attribute. So that one is one of the ones that will be hard to change many people's minds on. And I am still on the edge about this one. This one is basically saying that most people in society, they have goals, but they don't really know. But all those goals can be achieved through money. So they're, they basically just strive towards the money. They don't really strive towards their goals. And so that results in them not really knowing what they want in life. They just get money and then they don't really know what to do from there. And even when you do that, you're, the money is elusive. So you're not even going to get that much money. You're going to be spending all of your time and hour going for that money. But since money is not the goal, no one really cares about money. Money is just a, a people only care about money because you, because of what it can do for you, what it can get you. Money is not the goal. The thing that money gets is the goal. So you shouldn't think about money. You should think about the thing that the money gets. So my goal right now is to go to Funnel Hacking Live. And I'm not, that can easily be achieved with money. But I'm not thinking about the money. I'm thinking about the Funnel Hacking Live. And I was thinking about the money for many weeks. And then I read that part. And now I'm starting to think about the goal. Because it's detrimental and destructive for you if you think about the money and it's just an accompanying attribute to the on the path towards your goal while you're while you're creating your path towards the goal and that just makes sense because professional athletes don't strive to make money they strive to become a professional athlete and once they're a professional athlete money just comes along once they're there If I have placed the likelihood of achieving my goal on the condition of getting rich first, drop the condition fast. So this was one of the things that me and my friend Franklin were doing for many weeks during summer. We were like, we're going to get rich. We're going to build our business and we're going to get rich and then we'll do all the things that we want to do. So we were basically placing the likelihood of us achieving our goals on the condition of getting rich first. And then once I read that, we instantly dropped that condition because if you think about it, you can definitely achieve your goals without money. So for me, my goal is funnel hacking life. I could walk there. It would take like a month, but I could just walk there. I'd still achieve the goal. I could, someone could pay for my flight. Like I don't have to have the money myself to get there. Yeah. The money would make the process seamless and simple, 
but there are so many other ways that the world could provide for me to get there. And plus, that's creating a dependent relationship. I will be happy if I'm rich first. I will get to do what I want if I'm rich first. When in reality, anyone can make like a couple hundred bucks, and that's all it takes to fly across the country. So you can... There, we're just choosing to stay where we're at and we're just choosing to use this as an, as an excuse. It is not that the goal is achieved with the help of money, but rather the money that follows on as you create the path to the goal. So I touched on this earlier. You creating your path towards the goal money just comes on along the way and money doesn't necessarily help you achieve the goal but money just follows on as you achieve the goal basically i still don't really understand that principle and so i'm just hoping that once i teach you guys i'll understand a lot more so i'll be better in the future once you guys actually start listening to my show that's basically the whole idea once you once you become a great teacher or once you start teaching things, you understand a lot more so you can actually teach it better. And so it's actually good that no one's listening to my show right now because I'm not ready like for you guys to hear me. So by the time I get ready and become a true expert, then you guys will be able to hear my voice and then you'll be able to go back and see my journey. But you guys won't be able to hear my voice until I'm a true expert. And to be honest, I'm not going to look at the analytics for at least a week. I looked at them like two days ago, less than 300 downloads. And I'm not going to look at them for at least a week because I don't want to just keep looking at them. I just want to focus on making the podcast. Inner importance is the overestimations of my own shortcomings or virtues. So inner importance relates to anything that is happening in your own in your own realm. So it's not anything outside of your body. Any any of your attributes, any of the things that you've accomplished, any of the things you failed at, any of your qualities, any of your personality traits, all of those things relate to inner importance. And if you overinflate them or underinflate them, then you're creating inner importance. Now, on the contrary, outer importance is the attribution of excess meaning towards an external object or event. So, outer importance refers to anything that you overinflate or underinflate the value of a the meaning of a object or event that is outside of yourself. So anything in the world, any object or event in the external world, you're creating outer importance and both inner and outer importance create excess potential. Now, inner importance can be controlled. You can control your emotions and thoughts on how you perceive your own qualities and stuff and things like that but outer importance is a lot harder to control so i want to give you an example this is the example he gave in the book if you were asked to walk along a plank a wooden plank just on the ground 
It would be easy, right? But if you were asked to walk along that same wooden plank, except it was placed in between two tall roofs, in between two buildings of, or two roofs of tall buildings, and you were asked to walk across that same wooden plank, then it would be a lot more difficult because you would have placed a lot of outer importance on that external object or event. The event of walking over it and the object of it being over two tall buildings. Now it's the same process, same way to walk over either way, except it's outer importance. So it's a lot harder to control how much outer importance you place on that event, which is why a safety net is required. So I said, he wrote an outer importance is harder to control. So a safety net is required. And in, in regards to that example I just told you, if you're walking across two buildings on a tightrope, well, you're going to have so much outer importance. The only way to reduce the outer importance is to have a net. Just place a net under the rope to catch you if you fall off of it. And then, yeah. So then the outer importance will be gone. And a safety net can also be a backup plan. So, and all, all safety nets and backup plans are different throughout all the different situations that occur in life. You need to have one tailored to your specific situation. So let me give you an example of what happened recently. So if you guys have been following along with the show a couple days ago, I was trying to drop all of my classes and I tried multiple times and I went in multiple times, all rejected every single time. And then, but what I, what I remembered before, because I just read that section of the book. So I remembered to have a safety net. So the first time I went through on Monday during freshman kickoff day, I had a safety net where I would talk I would like just try again the next day in the morning if I couldn't get it. And then that safety net needed to be activated. So I did that backup plan. And then the next day, my safety net was if I couldn't get what I wanted, I will talk to the next person. I would talk to the next counselor or I would talk to the next person up in charge. So I would try to talk to the principal or whoever I needed to get what I wanted. And thankfully, I did not need to enact that backed up plan, but I was prepared to do so if I needed. Outer importance is the attribution of excess meaning towards an external object. Oh, wait, I already read this. Whoops. Excess potential is only created when you place excess importance on an object or event that exists inside or outside of yourself. Yeah, and excess potential creates balancing forces, which aim to bring back the balance and the way they do that is to reduce your influence on the world so you don't want to create excess potential because if you have lower influence then you don't achieve your goals as easily at least keep your inner guardian from dozing off so that it can observe the level of importance i place on myself and the world around me so 
The inner guardian is extremely important. And the first time I read through the book, I disregarded it. But I regret that because you need the inner guardian to enact any of the transurfing principles. The inner guardian is what actually allows you to become a transurfer. The inner guardian is the true transurfer. So you have to instruct your inner guardian to keep you awake, keep you present. You have to instruct the inner guardian to do many things. And one of which is to keep note of the level of importance you're placing on things in the world around you so you can reduce it if it gets too high. By reducing the level of importance I place on things, I immediately reestablish a state of balance. The emptiness the or the absence of excess potential, which is the emptiness, gives pendulums nothing to hook onto and consequently no means of establishing control over me. So pretty much do not have excess potential and the way you do that is by dropping importance and then that will allow for you to f be free to make your own choice and be free from pendulums. And pendulums are really what block us from achieving our goals as well. Once you let go of inner and outer importance, you gain the freedom of choice. So that relates to the previous principle, where once you let go of inner and outer importance, you become empty and you have, which basically means you have no excess potential. And the pendulums can't hook their claws into emptiness. So that means that they cannot establish control over you. They can't steal you, basically. The only obstacle on the path to fulfilling your desires is the projection of artificial importance. So if you look in nature, they, like tigers and all that, they never experience obstacles. Misfortune is not normal. It's weird. It's exclusive to humans and we basically create with our consciousness we basically create all of our problems and it's funny because our gift humanity's gift is to have consciousness more so than animals and we're basically throwing it away because we're basically asleep and we're not present all day and we're wasting our consciousness by creating all these obstacles all in our life by projecting artificial importance. So when a problem arises in your life, reduce, artif reduce importance and then it will go away. If not, just go around it. Now, I'm being vague in that because I don't 100% understand what it means either. Strive for a state of inner peace in which I can neither, or in which I am neither important nor totally insignificant. So that is one of the quotes that I think is very important in this book, but I don't really understand it 100%. I understand that it means reduce importance, don't overinflate or underinflate myself. Just understand that. I just am, and I'm not insignificant, but I'm also not important. I just am a piece. I'm not sure if this is the right interpretation that you are a piece in the, like a cog in the machine. I don't think that's the right interpretation, but I think you just are, and you are your own, 
own part of the world. The own your own piece. You have your own sector of the world. So that is like one of a very, a very important quote that I am striving to learn more about. Humor does not create excess potential. The best recipe for success is spontaneity. Spontaneity. I don't know how to pronounce that, but I think you know what I mean. The best recipe for success is spontaneity, improvisation, and a common sense attitude. So that is why I am doing podcasting not scripted. I'm not scripting my podcast. For many reasons, this is just the topping, the icing on the cake. One of the biggest reasons is because I want to get better at speaking and I want to be able to actually speak fluently and efficiently. So that's why I don't read off of a script or have structure very much. But it's also the best recipe for success is spontaneity, improvisation, and a common sense attitude. And I don't really understand it 100%. All of these things I don't understand 100%. So that's why I'm teaching you guys so I can learn more for myself. The excess potential of importance dissipates with action. So I was talking about this in my previous Transurfing Principles episode. And whenever you take action that excess potential transforms into pure intention and that and pure intention is the only thing you need to achieve your goals and so when you take action all of that excess potential dissipates and i learned this i'm pretty sure it was episode 21 when i went out to the mall with my friend and talked to girls and asked for their numbers I created so much excess potential around that event and around girls in general, put them on a pedestal. And then the, the second I started talking to them, it all dissipated. Now, it was not easy even after that. We went around and did like 10, talked to 10 girls. And even the last one was still difficult. And even today, it's still difficult. It's not difficult, but it's a lot easier. So... The more and more action I take, the less and less excess potential will be left. The highest level of efficiency in any action is achieved when a person manages to shift the attention of their fears from self and the end goal to the process of performing the action. So I know that this quote is extremely important and I know that I'll learn a lot more about it in this chapter that I'm reading about intention but I regret to say that I don't understand it right now. And I fear that you guys will miss out because this is a very important quote and it's on the, t it's, it's, I'm near understanding it, but I just don't really know how to teach it because I don't understand it. Never boast about what I have and say nothing of the things I have not yet achieved. So I actually failed on both of these today. I boasted to my friend that I'm a part-time student and I get to leave early. And I boasted to my dad that my life is going to be awesome in the next couple of years. So, and thankfully I caught myself the first time with my friend and I apologized. And 
thankfully my dad uh, immediately shut me down and told me not to do that and immediately said that I should never boast about the future and I usually do a good job at it that's what he said and I'm very grateful for that so just don't do that and I don't really know the reasons why I'm pretty sure you're just placing excess potential and also it's just bad I don't really know why I'm sorry I can't explain if you are not prepared to take action to acquire what you want you will not get it so that is basically referring to if you think that you can just manifest anything you want by sitting on the couch all day and thinking it to reality just thinking about it all day long you're not going to get it unless you take action and stand up off the couch and start moving towards it envy is extremely destructive never envy anyone so that is very important let me explain the mind takes everything literally the subconscious not the not the conscious mind the subconscious mind takes everything literally so let me tell you what happens when you envy when you envy something you're basically saying your conscious mind is basically trying to make yourself more comfortable because you envy that and it's uncomfortable to envy so your conscious mind is basically trying to tell yourself that what they have so let's say your friend had got a new ring a new diamonds ring and you envy it a lot your your mind is basically telling you that what they have is not that valuable and it's not that great and they actually are worse off with it and you're better off without it and you basically are telling yourself that it's actually not good and and you don't want it and you're glad you don't have it even though all of these things are not true because you're envious of it so you obviously want it but the, the, the danger, the destruction is since the subconscious mind takes everything literally, that subconscious mind hears your mind speaking all those thoughts saying, oh, we don't want it. It's bad for us. We're worse off without it. So the subconscious mind bends over backwards, breaks its back in effort to prevent you from getting that ring because it thinks that you're better off without it. So it wants to keep you, basically wants to give you what you choose and not get you that ring. And since the subconscious mind is linked to the alternative space, which is basically like the flow of the world and it allows you to get whatever you want, your subconscious mind will not let you get that ring because it believes that it's worse off for you. You must not allow your inner guardian to doze off. So I spoke on this earlier, but it's so crucial. Everything in transurfing lies on the foundation of keeping your inner guardian active and vigilant and awake. Without, your, without the help of your inner guardian, there's no hope of being a transurfer because then you'll just be asleep all day and you'll just become a victim of circumstance. So for the, this next principle, I want to explain to you what the rustle of the morning stars is. So the rustle of the morning stars is basically your heart speaking 
since your heart is connected to the alternative space, by the way, the heart and the subconscious mind are a synonym. They're the same thing. They mean the same thing. So since your heart and the soul is the same thing as the heart and subconscious mind as well, they're all synonyms. So the heart is connected to the alternative space and the flow so it can see the future. And if you make a decision then it will feel if it's good or not because it will feel the heart can feel and know so it will your inner comfort level will basically allow you to feel if that's a good decision or not and you should take that decision or go back on the decision and in order to feel the rustle of the morning stars to listen to your inner condition you just have to contemplate the emptiness and Make a decision and then contemplate the emptiness and note your inner condition. Do you feel good or do you feel not good? And then change your decision along as long as that. And the heart is perfect. So you will make the right decision. And I actually have a, I read this and I knew all about this stuff my first time through. And I didn't really have faith in it. So let me tell you a story of what happened. I have a good haircut. Like my hairstyle, I believe is very nice and very good for, it's just, I like it a lot right now. So last winter, I decided to make, I decided that I needed a new haircut. Even though in hindsight, I did not even need a new haircut. And it was just my, I just allowed pendulums passing thoughts saying that I needed a haircut to tell me otherwise. So I decided to go get a haircut and let me tell you what happened. So I bike to the gym in the morning and then I go to the morning or I I used to go to the gym early in the morning. So during winter time, it was like winter break maybe. And I go to the gym and I get out and it's like 8 a.m. The barbershop opens at like 8.30. So I get there and I sit outside, just outside their shop, just watching them set up for like 15 minutes. And this whole time I'm leaning against a tree and I could feel my inner condition. I was conscious of it, uh, conscious of it as well, but I chose not to listen to it my inner condition was telling me not to take the haircut and there were many times where I wanted to go away and I knew I should leave but I felt as though I already committed to getting the haircut because I made eye contact with them multiple times the workers in there and I was standing out there just watching so I felt that I already had committed but in reality I didn't so Then what happened is I went in and got the haircut and it was the worst haircut of my life. It probably took 50 minutes for them to cut my hair because she was using only scissors and she was taking a very long time. She smelled like very bad. She was wearing clothes that was seemed like she just got out of the club because it was eight in the morning. And so she seemed like, and she definitely smelled like cigarette smoke. And I'm telling you all of this to put you guys in the scene to where in the beginning, I knew that it was a bad idea. And I actually saw what she was wearing as well. I still decided to go in and get a haircut and trust her to cut my hair. 
And if you can guess, it's not hard to guess what the outcome was. The outcome was that I had a terrible haircut, the worst haircut of my life probably. So then I had to go to school and I was subconscious. I was self-conscious about it for like the next couple months because that's how long it took to grow back. And so then after that, I decided that I, in reflection, I decided that I, I did my, I did listen to the Russell of the morning stars, but I didn't trust it. And then now I trust it because of that experience. So I hope you guys can decide to trust it and not make a terrible decision like I did. The most optimal solution to a problem is most likely to be realized. So for context, nature never wastes energy. This is why we walk on our feet and not our, not our ears. Because nature never wastes energy. And so nature always takes the most optimal, energy-efficient path. So if you just allow events to play out on their own and not try and manipulate it, the most efficient, optimal thing will be the outcome. The most optimal outcome will result. And that relates to, to problems as well. First of all, a problem was created by the mind and it would waste a lot of energy if nature decided to destroy your life. So that's why it never does that. All of the things that happen is created by your own mind. So first of all, drop importance and allow the situation to resolve on its own. Everything should be done in the easiest and simplest means possible. So this basically goes around, it's kind of links with the problem thing. If you're experiencing a problem, do not try and solve it. Do not try and use rational thinking to solve it. Just drop importance and then let it solve on its own. And that is the simplest way and easiest way to do it. And that's the simplest and easiest way to move forward. Adopt a condition of balance and have enough mindfulness not to project inflated importance. So that is basically you being a transurfer and being able to go, go over lifelines and not... And basically get what you want in life. And that the way you do that is by having balance and not projecting importance. And balance, since the world is in balance, if you're in balance, you're in harmony with the world. So the world helps you get where you want to get. And when you inflate, when you project importance, then you're off balance. Yield to the simplicity. So this refers, this principle refers to the fact that everything is a lot simpler than it seems. Everything in life is a lot simpler. It's a lot simpler to achieve your goals than you think. If you believe that it's a lot more difficult and confusing and tedious or whatever it may be, then that's just outer importance towards the goal or inner importance towards your mind because your mind wants to create the most optimal or the, your mind wants to... Your mind is creating a outline of the future, and if it doesn't meet those standards, then that's just self-importance, basically. Inner importance. 
go with the flow, separate the mind from the influence of pendulums. So when you're going with the flow, you're in a state of balance and the world meets you halfway and helps you towards your goals. And when you are under the influence of pendulums, you are not going with the flow. So do not come under the influence of pendulums and you will be able to go with the flow. You experience what you allow into your personal life script. So basically you get what you choose. And if you choose to allow bad friends into your life, then they will be in your life. But if you choose not to allow them in your life, then they won't be in your life. And this is true. And it's not even just with friends, it's with anything else. Let me get some water. Be able to take care without worrying. Now, this is one of the principles that he repeats many times throughout the book. And I'm going to be completely honest. I don't even understand what it means. So... My hopes is that in the future, I will be able to understand what it means and teach you guys. But I know that this is a very important quote, so don't take it lightheartedly just because I don't know what it means. Just put it into your database, and we'll come back to it later at another episode. Be detached at the same time, impeccable in everything that I do. So this, when I wrote this down, I was instantly thinking of school. School is a pendulum, and it does not necessarily relate to my future goals. So, with that being said, I have to do school because that's what society has placed upon me. And this, we could go into all the rhetoric of me choosing that I have to go into school, but for simplicity's sake, let's just say I have to do school. And so once I read this, I instantly noted this to school. Be detached at the same time, impeccable in everything I do. So that means that do not be stressed about school. Don't over-inflate the importance of school. Don't under-inflate the importance of school. Just know that school is and be perf perfect, impeccable in your action towards completing your tasks. So let's say you have homework. I used to have a tendency to complain about homework but then some days I would just do it right away and I'd be happy. Other days I would complain, 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 waste five hours in my afternoon and then I'd still have to do it. And I was like, dude, school just wasted my whole day, but I chose to waste my whole day. So pretty much just be, be detached. Don't place any meeting. Don't have any relation to school, like emotional ties to school. Just do it with emptiness. And then be perfect. Like, don't be sloppy. Just do it as best as you can. doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it impeccably. And this relates to everything that you do. But the only thing that I've really connected it to so far is school. And I, have, I haven't figured out how to do it elsewhere, like in my work. I just know how to do it in school. And I guess I know how to do it in the podcast, too. Because I, I just try to do it the best I can. And I'm also detached to it, or at least I'm trying to stay detached to it. So that principle is very important to remember. Be detached at the same time, impeccable in everything that I do. 
Now, if I were in your shoes and I was just hearing it for the first time, I would probably just forget it the next second. So if you guys want to, and this goes with all of these principles, if you guys really want to get these in, you should just study the book. And that, that's what I recommend. Read it through, read it through the first time and then study it the second time. As soon as you forget to be vigilant, pendulums could latch onto you and you could become the victim of circumstance. So this is one of the things that differentiates transurfers from most people. Most people are not vigilant about what is going on in their life. They're not vigilant about their minds and so they just become the victim of circumstance and pendulums basically control them. But what transurfing teaches is to stay vigilant so that you can stay indifferent to pendulums and not become a victim of circumstance. You could actually choose your own destiny, become the master of your own destiny. So this is a very deep and important principle because you basically get to choose whatever you want if you're vigilant. Now this theme of staying vigilant to become the master of your own destiny will definitely come up more and more throughout the book and in the future podcast episodes so I can learn more about it. The existence of streams in the alternative free the mind from two burdens. The need to solve problems rationally and the need to control. So the streams in the alternative flow, I kind of touched on this earlier. Streams are basically, I, I called this a different word earlier and I was saying that nature is perfect and the most optimal solution always comes of its own accord unless you tamper, unless your mind tampers with it. And that's basically what streams are. And if you f go with the flow and follow the streams in the alternatives flow, it frees your mind from two, two burdens, the need to solve problems rationally and the need to control. And once you alleviate yourself from those burdens, you basically have more control over, over everything and you have way like you don't have problems like problems just don't come and even if you do get a problem it just resolves itself on its own accord so it's kind of like a double double-sided benefit the self-importance of the mind sees all problems and problems is a in bunny ears quotes as such because it doesn't fit into the script. So the self-importance of the mind sees all problems as such because it does not fit into the script. So I touched on this earlier. The mind has a tendency to think up of a map, a roadmap, a plan for the future. And when something deviates from that script that the mind created, then the mind tries restlessly to keep going along with the script and get rid of that deviation. But that deviation could be good for you. And it, if you interpret it as good, it will be good for you. And that deviation is simply just the world trying to help you along your path. But it's you that's choosing to not get help from the world. 
move the center of gravity away from control and towards observation. So we as humans have a tendency to want to control our environment and control everything around us. And this is one of the principles that I took to heart the first read through. I didn't completely implement it, but there were many moments where I would just stop and observe and not become an active participant, but I would actually leave the st- I would leave the field and go to the stands. If you were using a metaphor of a sports stadium, I would leave the field of becoming an active participant in the game and go to the stands and actually observe what is happening. And this this allows you to do many things like staying indifferent and staying detached, but also it just allows things to happen around you and you not not mess with the world trying to help you on your way. Give situations a chance to resolve themselves of their own accord. This, I touched on this many times before, but the world is just, the world will take the route of least energy consumption, the most optimal energy use route. So that's, I'm blanking on what to say about this one, but I'm just going to go on to the next one. Never criticize anything that has happened in the past and cannot be changed. First of all, this is very important to know for just human relations in general, because there's no point in criticizing someone for something that happened in the past because it can't be changed. But also you're just creating excess potential, I think. He didn't really go, or at least I don't remember him going into too much in depth on this one, but it just makes sense. Don't criticize anything that happened in the past. You always create the object of the mind's most dominating thoughts. And this is what I was talking about yesterday. If you're wasting all of your energy thinking about girls or things that are not of importance, then you are wasting that energy towards something that will not benefit you because those things will probably be created in your reality. For example, I was thinking about that one girl yesterday and then I saw her again today. So that was created and that was a waste. I could have created going to Funnel Hacking Live instead. So that's what I'm saying. If your most dominating thought is something worthless or rubbish, like anxieties or whatever, any bad emotion, doesn't matter, then you're just wasting that opportunity to create something better. So that's why I need to train myself. And I, to be honest, I'm not doing this, but I need to train myself to have my most dominating thought to be going to Funnel Hacking Live. Because the time is ticking, one month and 10 days. Our thoughts have a direct impact over the course of events in our lives. So this is basically just saying that our thoughts radiate energy that go outwards into the external world and basically can change things in our lives. This next principle is something that I needed to hear. If you set several goals at the same time, you spread yourself, you spread your thought energy too thin and and it dissipates into emptiness. So this is a big one because I was, my, my thought energy was spread over two goals. One, going to Funnel Hacking Live 
and two, going to Hawaii. That was my long-term goal, going to Hawaii and becoming a surfer. So that is basically me trying to swim in two directions at once. And as everyone knows, that's impossible. You can't separate yourself in two ways. So that's why I'm only focusing on Funnel Hacking Live because that will come first. When you choose, you create your own destiny. Now this is a standalone principle, but this is a very integral principle in the transurfing practice. You can choose your lot in life. You can choose to go to all the way across the country, or you can choose to stay. And when you choose, you create your own destiny. <clears throat> When you create your own destiny, that basically happens. So I'm going to choose to go to Funnel Hacking Life. So my destiny is to go to Funnel Hacking Life. If you chose that your destiny was fate and it was set in stone, well then that's what you're going to get. And your destiny will be fate and it will be set in stone. But then you can choose to go to Florida or you can choose to stay here. And that will be your destiny either way. All right, that's the end of the Transurfing Principles. I hope that you guys got a lot of value out of it. And I hope that you guys see that I, it was exactly where you guys were five months ago, six months ago, four months ago. I didn't even know what Transurfing was. Maybe six months ago and now I read it through once and then I still did not understand at all and then a month passed and then I started studying it and now I understand it a lot more but I'm sure that I'm going to make another episode like this in a couple in a week or two I don't know but and then I'll realize how little I understood now like today and then maybe a year down the line I'll study it even more and I'll realize how little I understand now but how much more I understand in the future that's really like all that there is to it just understanding more and more and more the more you understand the better you are at act implementing the principles and the more you read about it the more it molds and shapes your subconscious brain to attune to those principles and you'll be able to make decisions unconsciously and also you'll want to make those decisions better decisions so that's all about studying study 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 now i'm i have a huge advantage because i'm not just reading through it once I'm not just reading through it. I'm reading through it when I see something that I know is important. I jot it down. Sometimes I underline it. And I always write it down in my notebook. And after every chapter, I always write down the summaries, which takes like 20 minutes to copy down those summaries. And all of this stuff is worth it. And then I also summarize the most important things that I learned in the day, again at nighttime. So... After all is set and said and done, I all these concepts pass through my brain ten times, which is a lot because 
if you're not studying and you're just reading passively, it only passes through your mind once. So for me, if passing through my mind 10 times plus I'm explaining it to my friends and you guys. Well, I'm only explaining it to one of my friends because, yeah, um, I'm explaining it to my friend and you guys. So it's passing through my mind more than 10 times on certain principles. But on days like this, it's definitely 11 times because I'm reading it again and explaining it to you guys. And when you explain something, you, you understand it way more because you have to pick it apart and act, apply it to certain of situations and memories that you learned and, or memories that you experienced in the past. So I just wanted to see, I just wanted you guys to see how valuable studying has been for me. Now, in the past, I definitely thought, I definitely hated studying. Like studying always was related to school for me in the past. And so I always vowed never to study. And I always did my homework, but I never studied. And I I usually always got like A's and B's. And even junior year, I got straight A's. Second semester, not first. But I got, besides the point, now I know how valuable studying is. I, I still don't study for school. It's a waste of time, pointless. But studying for my life and my future and studying for transurfing studying transurfing is very valuable and i recommend 100 percent to wrap things up don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the ascend momentum show but before you guys leave make sure to remember the eagles